Welcome to Historical Baptist FC, life and ministry from a historical Baptist perspective. I'm Robert Fox, senior pastor at First Baptist Church in Talladega. Oh, I'm Heath Walton, associate pastor at First Baptist Church in Talladega. Also with us today is Casey Mitchell, who is our pastoral intern at First Baptist. And we are, in case you haven't noticed all the outside uh, noise, at we're live at G3, at the G3 conference. So... FC today stands for... I love how you spoke for Casey. He didn't even get to say hello. Say hello, that, Casey. That's okay. Hello. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, what? listen, if we had my mom on here and your dad, we'd have all three of our listeners in one spot. Yeah, we already had Reese, though. <laughs> they just killed a guy over there. Um, <laughs> they're, they're doing some work at the Georgia World Congress Center, which is where we are recording live at the G3 conference. That's the thing we already said. Yes. We already said Did what say FC was stands it? for. It says for fun conference. Fun conference. At G3. Um, we don't really have an agenda today as far as where we're going, what we're talking about. We're recording also on a cell phone in the middle of a conference. So don't know how this is going to turn out. We may be recording all for naught. But, um, yeah, what's uh, what's your best, worst, and weirdest part of the conference so far? Oh, is that what we're doing, best, worst, and weirdest? Why not? Why don't we start with you? Um, I don't know. Best is, uh, of course, all the all the nice books to buy, as well as all the free books. That's always fun. Uh, worst is knowing that if I posted some of the pictures of some of the guys I'm hanging out with, <laughs> I might lose some friends. Lose friends. <laughs> uh, uh, weirdest, I guess, is probably trying to um, have. To, I, I had to leave several times during this morning sermon. Uh, because my wife is graciously working on hotel room reservations for us for Anaheim for the Southern Baptist mm-hmm. Convention next year. And um, the new portal system is really weird. They put her in like an online waiting room and it, it was like a whole mm. thing. So uh, anyway. but we, sounds like awkwardness. We got that negotiated and navigated and um, got a couple rooms for Anaheim. So, you know, now, now that we're all charged up with <laughs> being around all these angry Southern Baptists we're ready to go to Anaheim next year they're not angry they're right anyway the ones who are here are not angry they're just leaving yeah. <laughs> so Casey best worst sorry that, that's uh-huh. that's unconfirmed no one has announced anything in their churches yet we're not naming anyone specific or any specific churches G3 network alright <laughs> alright so mine was pretty easy uh, best is that was the first time I've ever heard John MacArthur preach. And I got to hear him preach the fullness of Isaiah 53, the entire chapter. That was pretty awesome. The worst is easily the Papa John's pizza that we just paid way more than we should have for. Oh, you mean the glorified Lunchables pizza that was $10? Mm-hmm. The one that, that was, was, a, was a tortilla? That joker was a taco with yeah. ketchup on it. I, I need to go back and look more closely. It. I'm that, pretty sure y'all ordered a tostada. <laughs> there's, there's probably something wrong with that Papa John's logo. Like, it, it I don't know, it's... Like it should say Little Caesars. It not should a have sponsor. $5 signs afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> there are other good pizza places and terrible pizza places, I'm sure. Um, weirdest? Weirdest. I mean, can we tell the, the John MacArthur presidential thing from the Q&A? Like, is oh, that, it's already online. So the, the weirdest yeah, thing I think was Josh probably already posted that. Was hearing uh, John MacArthur call the president first lady say we're being led by a woman and a child. That was uh, unexpected and quite humorous. Yeah. Uh, best, I think, honestly, so far, it's been uh, David Miller. 
Um, yeah, he's good. Very yeah. good today. It's the first time um, I heard, I've ever heard him. Yeah. Sort of a tie between that and, of course, I think all of us too. The music is fantastic, uh, except for that guy who played around the keyboard and didn't know what he was doing. Uh, you but did fine. What time do you have to be back downstairs, oh, by the way? <laughs> Heath oh, I is, got time. Heath, right? Heath is playing today. What time is it in Georgia? That, that should be local. That's right. All right, yeah. we're fine. We're fine. Um, so that's that's the best was David Miller and then the music. Heath well. is playing today. I think we probably um, mentioned this on a podcast before, so I apologize if this is a bit repetitive. But I said to you when we walked in the room today, or yesterday, yesterday, mm-hmm. that that singing at conferences like this always reminds me of what the Lord said to Elijah when he was discouraged, that there are yet 7,000 who have not bowed the knee. Mm-hmm. And that congregational singing in a place like this of just this many pastors and their wives um, and, and others, uh, but a lot of pastors here singing as loud as they can. Loud. Yeah, it's I just a reminder it. that there are yet 7,000 who have and, not bowed the knee. And I'll tell you this, you know, musical people can be a snob sometimes, and I, I'm fully aware of this. Collectively a snob. Yeah, one one big snob. Um, <laughs> thank you for correcting grammar. I'm tired. Anyway, so, um, you know, people attempt to harmonize and things like that. I even love it, even with the attempt, even if they're not necessarily hitting the notes all the time. Are you talking about me? No. Because I've been standing beside you trying I'm to say harmony. I'm going to be very nice. Um, I just clarified. I hope they didn't pick up that whisper. Um, but... The person that I heard was singing with great passion, and, and during the messages was listening intently and, and giving some feedback as the person was preaching. I know we're not used to that because I grew up in First Baptist too, so it's just kind of not a thing I do much. Uh, but this person sang very passionately, and, and even though sometimes the harmony note was off, it was still wonderful. Um, I appreciate the effort. Let's just say that because I I know that it's coming from a good place. Um, And I think that that God loves that. Uh, You know, I I can't speak for God, but according to his word, I believe that he loves it when his his children sing to him. Um, And to go back to David Miller's, you know, sermon, um, you can't speak for the Lord, but the Lord has spoken. He's spoken in his word. And, oh, boy, uh, as soon as G3 uploads David Miller's sermon, Please go watch it. In fact, watch every sermon, I think, so far. But go watch that one. Worst? Hmm. What was the worst? Have I had anything bad happen? I don't know. Probably the quality of this recording. Since we're recording it on my phone. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, no, I really haven't had a worst moment yet. Maybe it's just the cost of drinks in the vending machine. Um, 450 is a lot for an apple juice. You ain't kidding, especially <laughs> when the drink machine just lost my apple juice. <laughs> after I just called my wife to verify the spending the money on the card, and then the stupid apple juice falls down. Anyway, I hope it canceled the transaction, but I am looking at that vending machine with much disdain. Um, so that's the worst. It's just the cost of stuff. Um I will, say, I will tell you this, uh, if you stop by, if you come to a G3 or, or any other conference, find a quick trip and stock up uh, because you can make lunch out of beef jerky and cheese. Um, and then the weirdest, I think, was just... Using the term beef jerky kind of loosely, aren't that you? That was beef sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I won't use what um, uh, a person that is in my family that we dearly love calls them. But um, it's... I know. Yeah. So anyway... Um, the weirdest, though, I think, was the exchange we just had with Josh Bice of him and I talking about me shooting him with a shotgun 
in front of people very loudly. Um, His security wasn't around, so. No, it was very weird. Uh, By the way, I'm not, no one has threatened Josh. He's inviting him to shoot sporting clays. Josh is coming to preach at our church in just a couple of weeks. We are inviting him to go shoot sporting clays. And he said he was nervous to go shooting with me around with a gun. So, By the way, we're not just inviting him. If you're a listener and you want to come here and you're anywhere around within driving distance of Talladega, or, I mean, we have a Holiday Inn Express in Talladega too. So even if you're not within driving distance, come to Revival. Uh, Virgil Walker will be there on the 18th of October. Josh will be there the 19th. Um, and then a couple other great, great preachers the next two nights too. So um, you should come. If you have less money and you need a different hotel, we also have one right by McDonald's, but I can't guarantee you'll live. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Why did you have to go there? <laughs> have you seen that hotel? Or just, um, they you know, are remodeling, so at least it'll be a new version of whatever was in there before. Or just be a new send, me a, send me a message on Twitter or something, and I'll, uh, you can, I don't know. We'll, we'll find yes, a place Josh to Bice, Josh Bice will be preaching, as will Virgil Walker. And it's free, so, um, you know. Yeah, it's free. If ticket cost is an issue for you going to see, you know, guys at big conferences, Revival's free, so come on. It is. Uh, and we're going to sing loud, too. And then we will also have uh, Jeff Smith, who is my father-in-law, but also Nicholas Gandy, who is. The greatest uh, preacher you've never heard the of. The greatest preacher right. you've never heard. So um, uh, come see Nicholas Gandy. As Robert would say, he, he is so kind and soft-spoken, but once he touches the pulpit, he becomes a lion. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, but, the, yeah, the weirdest thing was just that conversation. And also, having to talk over... A hammer. Some, yeah. My goodness. Anyway. Or somebody killing roaches with a tennis shoe. You know, another weird thing is we took a nap in a bar today. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to beat traffic, okay? Uh, uh, sorry. I don't know if they can hear this. Anyway, know. what else do we want to talk about? <laughs> we talk about best, worst, and weirdest. Um... I don't know. Do you want to go into what's going on in SBC what, Life right now? Hold on. What book did you buy that's the most exciting so far that, you, that you're more you're the oh, most pumped about reading? I don't know. Um, I bought John Piper's new book on preaching, um, which I had had my eye on. Josh Bice's book on the New Calvinism, which is an old book, mm-hmm. but I hadn't read it yet, so I bought that. Uh, MacArthur's new Systematic Theology book. Got Biblical that. Doctrines. Um, I got Owen Strand's book. It's been on my reading list. <laughs> I love uh, if I say, which one are you most excited for? I'll just list all the books I have. <laughs> I wouldn't have bought them if I wasn't excited about reading them, okay? Um, yeah, I mean... It sounds it, like the beginning of Law and Order that... Well, thank you for banging on the metal table on which the phone is sitting. I'm sure that just improved things. Yes. If you're uh, listening on headphones, Zeebs, we're really sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, he always wears them headphones. Hey, Zach. Anyway, what was your what book are you most excited about reading? I think the one I'm most excited about is Biblical Doctrines. Yeah. by John MacArthur. That's a big old book. Um, I also am very excited about reading a really big book. I got um, Puritan Theology by Joel Beakey. Um, I've been wanting that book for probably five, six years. Um, and since I've been wanting it so long, I just said, you know what? I've got cash. Oh, I know which Let's book I'm it. most excited about. It's just not one I'm going to read. Um, oh, <laughs> I, I came in search of a hymns of grace for our house because we have them at the church. Um, but we do family devotional uh, singing out of an old Baptist hymnal that I have. And uh, I wanted a hymns of grace since that's the one we use at church. But, of course, I'm not going to steal one from the church. So I came here hoping they'd have some. I'd have stolen one from the church. And, uh, and, and of course, they had some. So I purchased one of those. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about that uh, and using that in, in Family Devo when, when I get home. I'm also excited. I just talked to uh, Phil Webb, who kind of is 
he works with Hymns of Grace, and he did talk about the new Psalter that's releasing next October. Um, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you want to swallow your fruit punch before yeah, you get yeah, this? I almost <laughs> joked on it. Um, I'm gonna get a hold of one of those and then see about possibly having those at church. Um, because I hear good things about them. what? Yeah, it's loud. <laughs> um, let's see. I got one for you. Okay. What was y'all's favorite quote? Because there was a lot of good mic Oh, drive goodness. Uh, definitely uh, in Bayways. Yeah. That, that God did not die for a hundred empty seats in heaven. Well, you he, just took Casey's quote. He died for yeah. you. I know you asked that question so that you could give that quote. But it was, I, yeah. I, I jumped the gun. Stole that thunder. Um, um, it, it was I don't, probably the... It had to be the most joyous, grace-filled... Um, explanation of or maybe implication from the doctrine of limited atonement or definite redemption that I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, it's just a beautiful way to put it. Um, as opposed to just being another another item in the system of our soteriology. It was just a, a beautiful way to express that uh, about particular or definite redemption as, as we call it in our two depth uh, acrostic. All right, so mine also was from Conrad at Bayway. It was... The Spurgeon of Africa? Is that, yes, is that the nickname? Yes, African Spurgeon. African Spurgeon. Um, my second one on here was that Jesus did not die for empty chairs. Uh, he said, whatever is happening out in the culture must stay out there. Inside the church, Christ has the first and final word. Um, I just love that one, and I think he got a It's a great quote. Yeah, Here's he the thing. You weren't in there for that. Yes, I was. That's you why I wrote it there. You copied that off my notes. You said, oh, yeah, has, he had, right. has he had still any good a, quotes? The problem is... a great quote. That was my summary of the quote. You're right. That's I not even to, his quote. You're right. I did go <laughs> to the restroom. far from it, though. He, yeah. I did go to the restroom at that point. It's but, the gist of it. Oh, did you yes. mark that down in your notes? Is that where you're pointing at your yeah, field? Yeah, right there. <laughs> right there. I wrote down. But basically, he was preaching on Christ as the head of the church. It was it was great. I love Conrad and Bayway. Um... Uh, one, the breakout session. Oh, those were some of my favorite quotes for sure. So, oh, well, we'll hold on on that one. I hold went on. to Justin Peters. and So, uh, yeah. One thing he said is that the assembled church. Now, are you back on Conrad? This is Scott um, Annual. Said the assembled church requires different behaviors than a regular day. He's talking about the actual corporate gathering. Requires different behaviors. Um, not saying that you should live differently throughout the week, but saying that there's a reverence to what's taking place. It should not be about my preferences and things like that. That this is this is wholly something other that, that we're doing. Um, <laughs> and then he said our worship must be That's set something a, other. Yeah, that is. He said our worship must be set apart, therefore it must be regulated by God's own design. Uh, because God has set it apart as something unto itself and therefore we should follow his design for what it is. So, if you can't tell, it was a thing about regulated principle. But it was it was very good. Every episode, you're going to work that in. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, look, I have five pages of notes on that. That's yeah, but you had to find the one on regulative principle. I did. You can't help yourself. I can't. You're right. What do you, do you not like regulative principle? I, I love the regulative principle. Yeah, that's what I thought. Casey, what kind of, what was your favorite? Well, since uh, Robert stole my thunder on the Conrad and Bayway quote, uh, you can you can tell the Justin Peter story even though you weren't there. Or what about the no, steel? I tell you what, the the second best one I think 
David was, Miller's "That's a novel idea" was a great quote. <laughs> that was <laughs> the uh, there was a plenary Q and I think is what they called it, where they had all the speakers sit on stage and ask them questions, and they talked to Paul Washer about what was going on in Afghanistan. And I don't really remember exactly how it was he worded it to give you the exact quote, but what he was saying was that now is the time to act. That we can't just keep sitting on our laurels and and talk about doing stuff, but now is the time to be praying. Now is the time to be acting and moving on what we're seeing happening. Well, not only that, but he put it in very specific terms. He, he talked about um, being men and raising up men in, in the context of, of acting, doing, working, um, being busy in prayer, but then also in, in serving um, those brothers and sisters. Um, yeah. yeah. That one was really good. That stuck out. What did you learn from your breakout sessions? People don't talk about the breakout sessions much. So what, what, uh, did, what I, I, did you go to and what did you Yeah, learn? I went to see Justin Peters. He talked about the New Apostolic Reformation and its uh, connection with uh, health and wealth, prosperity gospel uh, movement. Um, and, you know, just the, the essence of the talk was they claim to believe in Jesus, but they believe in an entirely different Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, probably my favorite line from that was, that's not Jesus Christ, that's Kenny G. <laughs> is uh, one of my favorite lines from Justin. Please tell the uh, the one about oh, baptism. They were showing baptism testimonials from Bethel Church, and uh, the question is always, "Why do you want to be baptized?" And one girl got up and said, "I want to be baptized so that I can be a warrior for the animal kingdom." And Justin paused the video and goes, "Well, Hakuna Matata." <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we have an episode on baptism, and nothing involves the animal kingdom. Uh, Casey, what breakout session did you go to? I wound up going to see uh, Stephen Nichols give a lecture on R.C. Sproul, which was awesome because I got to see him earlier on in the day. He signed my copy of the R.C. Sproul biography. What did you say to him when you met him? Absolutely nothing because I locked up and couldn't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> Fanboy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what did you learn? Really just looking at how faithful he was with the holiness of God and that that lecture series that he did, how he started with that. Not only was that how he started, but he that was how he ended. Like he stayed on that same note the whole time and mm -hmm. was just faithful and consistent with that. And that was really awesome to see and, and hear from people that actually knew him. So the the table talks that they give away for free, one of those has the history of Ligonier in it. So the whole back section of it is just that story you were talking about, about the woman with a lot of money and all that right. stuff. Uh, so I, I went to the one about worship, Christ-centered worship, I think is what it was called, uh, with Scott Annual, who's the new, some sort of director for G3. I think it's for their worship ministries, and, and they just released some material today, which is great material so far. The, the parts that I've read are really, really well done. Um, but basically, that whole thing centered on what does Christ-centered worship look like um, and how it's not... Uh, a business of consumerism. It, it's all about the glory of God and doing it His way, um, for His glory and for our good. So that that's a brief, brief summary of that whole thing. All right, well, good deal. Uh, I mean, there's so much we could talk about uh, as far as I mean, we've been watching Twitter and Baptist Press, and there's so much going on in Baptist life right now. Uh, but. I, I don't know. You want to get into that, or I guess we'll probably just save that till we get back home. Yeah, um, let's not ruin our good time. <laughs> not ruin our fun conference, yeah, which is what FC stands for today. Which is what FC stands uh, for. We'll go back and uh, check out some more breakout sessions, and then we get to hear you lead worship for a minute. 
for a minute. Yeah. Ho hopefully. As you know, the schedule fluctuates a lot. Yeah. So, um, one thing you learn doing conferences is that um, if there's a schedule, don't read it because it's going to change at some point. So, just one of those things. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we apologize for all the noise, but we will be back in uh, Heath's office with the noise of the train and the phones ringing and stuff, uh, yeah. you know, for, for next time. So. And Rayleigh talking loud next door. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Bye. Say bye, Casey. Deuces.